You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey guys, uh, right before we start the episode, um, I just would love to ask one thing. If you haven't subscribed to the show yet, um, wherever you're listening to this um, or wherever you're watching this, it just means the absolute world to us. It takes one second. You just got to click the subscribe button. It means we can keep doing amazing different things, keep making the show that you love and keep doing all the stuff that we love doing. So if you can do that, that would be amazing. Um, also, uh, we go into something really quite intimate today. Um, we're going to look at the results of uh, my fertility test, and I haven't seen it. So uh, just be warned for that as well. And also I have a surprise for Sophie, because I'm taking her on a honeymoon 2.0 the next couple episodes. Okay, let's get into it. You can kick it off today. Actually, I'll kick it off. Okay, are you ready? You look ridiculous. You're, you look ridiculous. I do look ridiculous. You look quite sweet, but... It looks a little bit, I don't know if I can, it looks a bit like you're having a bit of a tricky time up, like, in your head. Like <laughs> You're saying that I'm having a bit of a breakdown. Mm. Okay, for anyone who can't see this, well, listen, you can go and see it if you go and check out our it's YouTube or so TikTok. It's so conflicting. I, today, we are going to be talking about our trip to Miami and what happened there. So I thought I'd wear my Miami Dolphins NFL shirt, but then I am also speaking in Parliament today. No cheer from you. You told me this morning. I said, well done. That's cool. No, you didn't. You said I was a liar. You said you're a liar when I said I'm talking. No, I said like, no, you're lying like that. Don't Uh, twist my words. No, you did. You said you're lying. No, I went, oh, no, you're lying. Like, you can't be. Oh, well, I took took it as saying you were lying. And so You've been a bit grumpy all morning. Is that why? No, I'm not at all. I'm not grumpy at all. Underneath it, I'm then wearing my suit, suit trousers and shoes. So. Pointy, patent, <laughs> ballet shoes is the only way I could describe them. They're I'm, just shiny. I don't I've know. got to ask you, like, how have we got... These are the best shoes. These are like three blind mice. If they were to wear a shoe, it would be these shoes. <laughs> you're, you're wearing a heated gilet. Yeah, I'm proud of it. <laughs> and you should be proud of it. I feel great. <laughs> what happened? We had a very funny moment with that gilet yesterday because we were you. What? We were in a meeting. With, <laughs> we were in a meeting with the team, and I was. <laughs> Jamie was laughing at me, like in front of. We were having a, a meeting with my agency and our production team, and Jamie was like, "You can't be wearing that." And I said, it's, and "What did you say?" I said, "It's not that ugly." And then we turn to our left and Jemima, our producer, is wearing a green chile. Basically the green version of it. It's not ugly at all. And it's got a little light up. Looks like I've got a microphone on me. Um, I'm not. I tell you what has been happening is that I don't know what happened on that flight back from Miami. I don't know what it was. But but you have not. you, You felt a bit funky. Have for, I? Yeah, a little. You said yesterday, remember, you were feeling a bit funky. I've come to terms with the fact that I think it's January and I'm just like, I'm not 
I'm not vibing it, guys. I'm sorry. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but I, I'm a bit over it. It's great in here. And you, your... F- it feels like Emmerdale. Every day feels like Emmerdale. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm living in the scene of Emmerdale. <laughs> Emmerdale's not that bleak. Emmerdale's grey. Every day is grey. Every day is like this. I look out the window. Emmerdale. Emmerdale. I... And the upsetting thing is that your your fanny has been taken from you. I think that's what it is. I, mm. There's such a, I'm not free anymore. Like I could climb into that little car after this and be on my way. But oh no, I have to turn on my heated jacket, <laughs> put on my big duvet coat, which I can barely walk in or breathe. Trodge through <laughs> to the truth. I can't walk Trodge. because I've got... Yeah, it's a new word because I can't walk because it's so many layers. I have to strut my stuff down to the tube, get on the tube. Oh, hot then. So I have to take off some layers, get off the tube, put on the layers again, and then trudge, trudge through the mud to my next thing. You're not at war. Like, honestly. It feels a little bit like that. January, this is the coldest January you've ever had. It's very cold. It's minus. It's minus. And like a little bit of someone go amiss. Yeah, I get you. Well, listen, honey, today is going to be a good episode because we're going to reminisce on everything that happened in Miami. Are you ready for this? Mm, yeah. Okay, strap in, people. Let's go. Okay, right, guys. So here we are. We're back. I don't know how to kick off. I never kick it off. And then you just... You have just kick Right, it. this is what happens. Okay. You have certain things that you do. And I say, listeners, messages. That's my one role. <laughs> I go, listeners, messages. And then now and again, you'll just throw in a curveball and be like, right, you're, you kick it off. I've not rehearsed that or planned it or done it for three years. So why on earth am I doing it now? I have a thing. It's so true. Okay, fine. Okay, we're just... You tr- kick it off. Try kick it off. Well, you, okay, do my facial regime this evening. You wouldn't know how to. You've never done it before. Facial regime. Yeah. What is your facial regime? You just get one of those, that thing that makes you. Well, cleanse your skin. I cleanse my skin every day. Jamie puts retinol on his skin in the morning. Oh, I didn't know what it was when I was putting my skin. He's whacking retinol on his skin every morning, going out with no sun cream on his motorbike, beaming the sun all in it. I mean, beaming the sun. I didn't realize it was retinol. And then you laughed when you found out it was. Yeah, I know. I think I'm going to grow back my beard. No. Did anyone see his bit? Did we document that? No, we didn't. When oh, I was we did in Miami, on my TikTok. Go check out my TikTok. I'm going to become a TikTok. When I was in Miami, I decided to grow a beard. And um, I started to grow it. And the, every day was a battle with Sophie. Just thinking, no, I'm sure one more day it will start to look good. Every day I was like, because I've, I've never not like, you know, I've never Explain actually. Explain what it looked like. Because I did. I thought New Year knew me. Okay, I'm I'll grow explain a beard. it. Do you remember that Netflix documentary called Making a Murderer? <laughs> you look like him. Why, why did it look so? I don't know. And it, it was like. And what colour was it? It was so. You're like, I don't know what colour you are. Like, I don't care what colour you are, but I'm. I feel cheated and lied to. Like, it was so ginger, which is fine, but like, it was. I don't know. Like, that isn't your real colour. And now I'm confused. I don't know what colour you, hair you have. Like, just tell me the truth. What? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like, oh, I know boys like get gingery bits like that's always typically in a bed yours was like that was not like your hair that's a lie i i feel cheated i don't know what what's the truth and what isn't the truth my whole my whole face was orange yeah because he'd had a spray tan too it was like no, it was 
Yeah, goodness. it was like, and it was like the spray tan was in the beard, and then and then, like your armpit hair. I ne- I don't know if you shave it. Like Jamie's armpit hair is like bright ginger. <laughs> Again. I don't mind, but like, are you lying to me saying that you're blonde? <laughs> so I said, hang on a sec, I've never noticed this before. And Jamie said, oh yeah, it's from the spray tan. That you had four weeks ago. <laughs> does it cling? Spray tan does Because you lived on your arm and it clings it, onto it the hair. It doesn't dye your hair because presumably you shower. It does. Have you looked into your pubes? <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. I almost want to show you, like, this wasn't like, also, what colour word... hair do you have? Like, I'm I so... honestly have, like, it's blondy brown. I don't get it. Just my beard goes a bit genre, which is quite cool. I quite liked it. It just didn't suit my complexion. No, but it wasn't like, a, it wasn't. That was like, that's not. That it wasn't didn't even, suit my complexion. That was like a redhead bit. It was like not even, it was like red. I don't, like, I don't know what colour hair also, you have. I've never had, I've never grown a beard that long. So then I put shaving foam on it. And when I went to shave it, it was the most painful thing in the world. I was getting my shaver and going, <laughs> getting it, ripping. It was just like ripping the hairs out. It was so unbearably painful. I didn't like it yeah. at all. It do- it doesn't suit you. It didn't. It wasn't good, was it? No. It wasn't but good. Miami, on the other hand, was in- how much did you like Miami? Not that much. <laughs> okay, good. Like I liked it, but I wouldn't say it's my favorite place. I've <laughs> been there. I've been there a fair few times. It was Galfors wins. Yeah, we had a great time. We decided to go to Miami because we wanted to go to this NFL National Football League football match. Hence why I'm wearing the Miami Dolphins NFL shirt today. We were freaking excited for it. Well, I was excited. Yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't know that was the sole reason to go to Miami until we got there and you'll find out what happened. But I thought we were just going to Miami for a lovely summer, winter holiday. <laughs> it was a summer time. holiday. We arrived in Miami and we came outside and it was a hurricane. I, I'm talking... <laughs> Like, <laughs> heads blowing off because it's so windy. And obviously we'd bought just like summery clothes. You couldn't walk so out. Sophie hadn't bought a jumper with her. Yeah. You hadn't bought a jumper I with her. I hadn't you. bought a jumper with And then on the... The we, jet lag was epic. The jet lag. Don't... Yeah, it's not... It was so fun. Oh, no, I actually... I, I genuinely... That was my one of my favourite trips we've ever had. It was so fun. But the we, we had an argument on... So we arrived into Miami and it was late. So we then went to bed that night. The second day we got up... And and it was so British. I, I literally said, we're going to the beach. And Sophie's like, I'm not going to the beach. I was like, we're going to the beach. So we went all the way to the beach and we sat, we, I, we sat there. It was freezing. Do you know, firstly, sorry, like I know apply sun cream, but like seriously, Jamie's like, can you sun cream my back? I was like, I refuse to it was be 18 associ- degrees. associated with you. It's gale force winds, it's cloudy and you're getting your book out and going to lie on the sunbed with su- and you want me to sun cream your back? I'm in jeans and a jumper. <laughs> like no, and I was like, I, don't- I said to turn to Sophie, and I was like, lost his shit and I was me. like, we're going to enjoy it. He was like, you're so grumpy. You don't give any other solutions. I was like, can we go shopping? Can we go find a sweets store? Can we go find a froyo no. store? You mm. like, you don't give any solutions because, honey, what you do in an argument like that? is instead of finding a solution, you just continue down the negative of it. Oh, sorry. Let's go back to the night before where you walked into the hotel room and literally blew your head. You were like, are you not angry? Because it's so bad. 
No, because okay, fine. I, like I'm not that spoiled. Okay, I'm really not. But we we paid for a nice hotel in Miami, and I'm not even kidding you. I walked into the hotel room, and the guy sort of slightly like kicked to the suitcase in. I was like, okay, fine. And I was then looking for the cupboard to put my clothes up, and I opened the cupboard, and it was the shower. What's wrong with that? I, it I, was a cupboard. I just it don't. Was a cupboard, I Sophie. really disagree with your behavior with hotels. I I couldn't care less. Yeah. No, I couldn't. The hell? I, sorry, who's easier? Who's more laid back? You or me? Tell You're the, more laid back when it comes to that. Thank kind of you stuff. guys, listeners. I want everyone to hear that because I think it's a false narrative actually, that you tell them. Actually, when they hear this, I don't think it will be because we arrived in Miami. I had booked the whole trip in Miami and then suddenly you were like, right, we're leaving. And I had to book flights to the Turks and Caicos. So we changed our yeah, trip. Yeah, because you asked me to find a solution. No, I didn't. You, you were Googling yeah, you where the sun was. Yeah, obviously everyone would have done the same. You were like a, the sun hunter. You were just trying to find out where the sun well, was. Sorry, what were we going to do? Sit in 15 degrees outside reading our book with rain on us? Yeah, it would have been really quite nice, actually. Well, look, we ate loads of delicious food. I don't know why, but I really enjoyed it. We kind of hung out in the room a lot. Yeah. Anyway, the whole thing was amazing. So we decided to fly to the Turks and Caicos Island. Now, this was an amazing thing for me because I grew up going to the Turks and Caicos. My grandfather, who has passed away, was an amazing guy. He lived in Grand Turk and we called him Grand Turk, which Dude, is part of the Turks so and Caicos. Cute. They called him Grand Turk. Yeah, part, he was called Grand Turk. He was part of the Turks and Caicos Islands. And he was just like this most amazing guy in the entire world. So going back to Providenciales, which is the island of the Turks and Caicos we went to, was insane. I had loads of fun. Yeah, it was, it was honestly unbelievable. The whole point, as I said, we were going there is to watch this NFL match, the Miami Dolphins versus the Buffalo Bills. Now, the problem that happened with it was I had looked, when we left the UK to go to Miami, I had checked when the date of the match was, and it said the 8th of January. What? This is not true, by the way. I've it known this true. whole time it isn't true. 100% it's true. The dates don't change. So yes. you're trying to say that they would go... Buy a ticket in America for the uh-huh. 8th. It's confusing for the nation. No, Sophie. The match was on the 8th of January. No, no. Because you looked when it would be on TV. Yes, I know. Okay. You Egypt. I looked at it when I was in the UK. It said the 8th of January. That was the time. So we, on the 7th of January, we were on the beach in the Turks and Caicos because we moved away from Miami. And I just said, oh, I'll check the tickets. Check the tickets. The game was on the 7th in Miami. Because of the time difference, it's five hours behind UK. So actually it was played at 1 a.m. in the morning in the UK time. So the, we were on in the Turks and Caicos and we missed the game because we couldn't get back to Miami. We missed the whole match. Couldn't go... I was boy was I sad I'm furious about the whole thing still and you just don't even care because you don't care about stuff like that yeah you don't you don't care about stuff like that I don't care about the Dolphins game no but I'm upset for you but I think you had a lovely time anyway (laughs) anyway we then come back on the flight we land in the UK Um, the whole trip was incredible in lots of different ways and when we landed the flight was one of the worst flights we've ever had we didn't sleep one bit it was so awful you ate 40 packets of beef jerky on the way it stank Um, it was so awful. It was every part of it was awful. I don't know why there was a man next to me who was <laughs> Wait, on Facetime to his wife all night. I was Wait, like, by the way, we got a bed just like that happened in Miami. We had the wildest night ever. We walked down the road to go to dinner, and it was the craziest thing that oh ever. Oh my god, it was. It was the so craziest crazy. thing that ever happened to us. 
We were walking down the road in Miami and we were going for dinner and we were walking hand in hand. And Sophie happy was as Larry. Happy as Larry. Sophie was on my left hand side. I was on my right hand side. And we we're walking towards uh, there was a guy who was completely topless with his stuff on the ground. No, and- can I just be here? He looked like kind of like a model, right? Uh, he looked pretty scary, actually. He looked like a Ted Bundy style model, like good looking, but could have killed you. Okay, there was a guy who was completely topless with the clothing on, looking quite aggressive on the Very side of the road. scary. So I tried to do a little banana around him because I was like, he looks pretty scary. We're in Miami. I don't. I stare right at him <laughs> and I mouth, what's he doing? <laughs> and he spat at Sophie. Yeah, yeah. Gob, he went, he followed me. I said, what's he doing to Jamie? Like really under my breath. But by the way, I was kind of genuinely thinking, I thought he was going to like break out into dancing because he was like really fit as in physically. He and was I, so aggressive. And he I thought, in- what's he doing? Like, I think he's going to do break dancing. And he looked at me and he followed me around and he went, you know, like when they gob in their mouth and then he like spat at me and I went and I ran and I went, what the fuck? It like literally hit my head. And then I turned around. And he was like, yeah, that's right. And what did I do? Jamie pushed me in front of him. I'm not joking. I was actually quite icked out by you at that moment in time. You put your head down and I tried to like, right. So we're linking ours with Jamie and I tried to move out of his arm because this guy's coming towards me, spitting on me. And Jamie held me tight. So I was blocking him from him. What do you think I was going to do? Obviously say don't spit in my mouth. I went, what the fuck are you doing, Tim? No, you did. Yeah, I did. No, I did. I screamed. I said, what the fuck are you doing? No, you didn't. You did not. Yes, I did. Sorry, Emily knows me. I would quite likely do that. No, you didn't. You went, ah! (laughs) Yeah, I went, ah, what the fuck are you doing? Because he spammed me. It was pure instinct. And then I thought, God, he's probably got a knife on him. And then I ran the other way. We then walked further down the road. And there was a guy, <laughs> there was a guy on one of those. On a Segway. It was like on a Segway that you have your two feet on. It has one wheel in it. And he was like going down the pavement and he was going really fast down the pavement and a car pulled out and the car nearly hit him. And so he turned around and went, what the fuck, man? And instead of thinking what the guy would do, he goes, so sorry, the guy got out the car and then they started having a fight. No, but guys, he gets out of the car. Oh, this guy's on the Segway. He was quite a big guy. Coming from the gym, you know, like I'd say, like six foot, maybe five mm. eleven. Yeah, the guy gets out this like G wagon, and you think he's just gonna, and he just keeps going. He was like <laughs> six foot five, huge guy. He just stands over him, and he's like, "What?" And this little guy on the Segway is like, "Yeah, yeah." And they start having a fight. The guys on the Segway r- running around him, going, "I'm gonna film you and put it up." It was so mental. It was actually then so the mental. Then the six foot guy went, "Well, I'm gonna film you," and they were like chasing each other with film. Phones. I was like, is this what the world's come to? Like, our weapon is our mobile phone. I'm going to put it on social media. <laughs> ah. Hey, also, uh, honey, listen, speak of your trips, right? Yeah. Okay, you know our honeymoon was a bit of a disaster? Yeah, I do. Okay, we lo- the weather was bad, the luggage wasn't great, all that kind of stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that I wanted to take you on another honeymoon. To where? And this time I want the listeners to come with us. Because we like being honest, we like being authentic, we like being real. We with like everyone. bringing you guys with us. So, I'm going to take you back to the Caribbean for a honeymoon. No, stop. Yeah, we're all going to go to the Caribbean. We're all going to go. To, we're not. We're not. Not everyone. They're not actually coming, but hypothetically, people would be coming because we're going to be recording some podcasts together on our second honeymoon. When are we going? We're going ASAP, baby. Well, it's ASAP. Well, our flight is next week. <gasps> 
You're yeah. kidding me. Yeah. No, I'm so excited. I know. So we're going to have a second honeymoon together. No more We're going to go blues. for a few days. We're going to go to the Caribbean. We're going to get some sun. We're going to be recording episodes on our second honeymoon. That is so hard. Because I felt like Miami was a complete disaster. The weather was bad. We didn't go to the NFL game. It didn't really work. Our honeymoon wasn't great. So this is our time to redo our honeymoon. I'm so down. So am I, honey. Okay. Are you ready for that? So, I'm ready. Are so, you guys ready? So Are you ready? episode. Have you checked the weather? I haven't checked the weather. Don't even look at it. It's going to be great. I promise you, okay? Don't even look at it. All right? No, no, we're not having that. We're going on honeymoon, baby. We're going on honeymoon. And it's our second honeymoon, and it's going to be fantastic. Right, hang on. I'm going to have a look at this. While she does that, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for our favorite part of the episode. You know it as. What is it, Soph? Listeners' messages. I've really hurt my neck. Oh, my God. You are... (laughs) Constantly complaining, you won't drive me anywhere on your moped. What are you talking about? I always drive you. You look different. Huh? You look really different, right? Your arm doesn't look like your arm. I'm really confused. I think I need to stop going to the gym. I think you need to stop going to the gym. I'm going to stop going to the gym. I'm going to do, I'm, instead of doing weights, I'm going to do... Wait, why do you need to stop going to the gym? I think I was built to like pull up weeds and like plants. He thinks he was, his roots are from New Zealand yeah. and he like was a farmer, a Kiwi farmer. Mm-hmm. And so I think I was a Kiwi farmer. I think my mom tells me, I think the way that I'm built is that like back in the day, I think I was the person that would strap like a thing to my head and pull bricks up a hill. <laughs> <I think that's, laughs> a mule? Not, no, not a mule. I would get it strapped to my head. <laughs> I would be able to. I mean, you, I, can, you, you are still I'm built like that. That neck. <laughs> It's not nothing. So if you did that to me, neck would go. I'd just be hanging. I honestly think if if I put something, if I strap something to my head, I could pull a truck. I'm picturing like you know, like Santa Claus's belt, like the leather belt with the buckles. Put that on, and you would just pull. You'd pull this building. Just keep going uphill, one step in front of the other. Keep going. What do you think you were built for? I am. I think I was built for, I think I was mermaid. I'm a descendant of the mermaid time. I'm a good swimmer. I feel alive when I go into the water. What's funny? I have long hair. (laughs) I think my ancestors might have been mermaids. You're talking so much shit. Okay. You think you're descendants of mermaids? I do. I feel honestly at one one with life when I'm in the sea. You're you're not a mermaid. I I can't take you seriously with this grey makeup that you've got on today. It's like you look slightly like a corpse. I don't know what's happened. We have to be honest to the listeners about this. No, you we need recorded, to rub a bit we of recorded, that makeup uh, Most of the show um, at one point in the day, and then I had to go away and I had to record, I had to go to do a shoot. So I went and put makeup on, and now we come back. Hence why, if you watch the YouTube, we're in different outfits because we're shooting this part at a different time. So lots has happened since we recorded this morning. Anyway, I've hurt my neck, um, my big chunky neck. I've decided I'm not going to do weights anymore. You look real slender, though. I don't mean... Okay, are you ready for I'm listeners' messages? I'm always ready. As always, we do want to say one thing to our listeners, and it is... Okay, guys, I want you to know how grateful we are that you mm. write in every week, time yeah. and time again. We listen, we read, we love them all, and this podcast wouldn't be where it is without you. Here we go. We have a Hello. lovely listeners' message. A few years ago, we had two cats, Jimmy and Scooby. Mm-hmm. Jimmy is very well known to the local area as he greets everyone on their way to school. 
One morning there was a knock at the door as the neighbour from down the road was looking very concerned and said, I'm so very sorry. I think your cat's been run over and is dead. He's under a tea towel near where I live. No. I grabbed my shoes and followed the lady to where our beloved Jimmy was laying. He was in a very sorry state and I instantly started crying. I carefully picked him up, said thank you to the lady and headed home. Rigor mortis had already set in. Why are you reading this like it's going to be a punchline? I don't understand. It's not, though. This is actually the story. His tail was sticking out like a stick and his little eye was popping out. (laughs) I'm sorry, we're going to have to stop. (laughs) You can't. I gently, as I walked home cradling my Jimmy, I gently pushed his eye back into place. Jamie, you've got to be kidding me. (laughs) No, I'm just reading the story that was sent in. (laughs) Guys, you're going (laughs) to (laughs) have Why are you laughing about a dead cat? As I walked home, cradling my Jimmy. <laughs> What's going on? I've never seen you like this in this state ever. As I was walking home, cradling my Jimmy. <laughs> my God. Are you joking? Okay, here we go. Just try. Just don't even look at me. Ready? As I walked home, cradling my Jimmy. I, <laughs> I gently pushed his eye back into place. <laughs> Telling him how much I loved him and dreading having to tell my boys when they got home from school. I got home and called my husband from the bottom of the stairs. He was still asleep. What time of day is it? And I only woke when I burst into the bedroom with our dead cat. (laughs) He jumped out of bed to comfort me when suddenly I became aware that both Jimmy and Scooby were asleep on the bed. I instantly felt grossed out and wanted to throw the dead cat out of my arms. Thankfully, my Jimmy was still very alive, but disgusted that I had a stranger stiff cat in my arms. I kept thinking what a fright he, we would have had if I buried him in my garden and Jimmy strolled in alive again. <laughs> I didn't know what to do, so I walked the cat to the vet and gave the cat to the vet in the hope that the cat may find his family. That's a very nice thing to do. You have a listener's message, honey. Are you ready for this, Jamie? Mm-hmm. Ready? Okay, I went on a girls' night out on Friday and drunkenly text the guy I've recently been on three dates with, saying I was on my way home but had a long journey ahead. He lived nearby and we hadn't yet slept together, so I was hoping he could get the hint and I'm really attracted to him, so I was hopeful. Sure enough, he invited me to stay for the night, so I obviously agreed and booked my cab. However, I suddenly had the nervous pooage mixed with alcohol poo from all the drinks I had during the night. So I thought I'd better go in a bar toilet before my cab arrived and avoid going for a poo at his okay, house. Okay, good work. I like that. Good work. I messaged my friend telling her I was heading to this guy's house but had just stopped to do a poo first and going into detail about the size of it. I then realised in my drunken state I'd message him the details about <gasps> my poo and not my friend. I actually can't. That is shocking. 
That is shocking. Oh my god. What would you do? I want. I actually was once on the in the queue on the way to a club, and I said to my friend, "Whatever I said." I what was, did you say? I obviously needed the loo. Okay. And this guy behind the seat was quite a cool guy. I did not think he could hear. He just bent forward and went, "There's a nice toilet on the third floor," and I was like. <laughs> I remember it to this day because so I. So you went. I really need a poo. I obviously said something to my friend, and the guy leaned in, and so- he leaned over like tall in my ear, and went, "There's a nice toilet on the third floor," and I was like, "Life over." I didn't reply. Silence. I thought I'd ruin my chances, but was fortunate he found it funny and was still happy for me to say. But he did run me a shower before we got into bed. What a keeper! He ran you a shower because he was like, "You've just had a big fat shit." <laughs> What a keeper, no, that's quite nice. Boys aren't so grossed out by poo as you'd think. No. Doesn't or maybe matter. you just because you're quite into that. No, or, I'm not or into not... it. I'm not into what do you mean into you're that? You're not into that, but like I'm sure some boys are grossed out. I think so, but what so it doesn't who cares? Stuff like that doesn't bother me. That's very, very, very funny. That's hilarious. I love all of these messages. They're so good. Okay, guys, now this week's episode is very kindly brought to you by Who Gives a Crap, the eco-friendly loo roll on a mission to uncrap the world. Now, guys, have you heard earlier, we had a gift of all sorts for me. It was incredible. It was amazing. That hamper that I got, so have you been, you've been checking it out? I love the hamper. I sneakily just enjoyed my time in it, grabbing <laughs> a little item now and again. I really like the world music. Mm-hmm. Ooh. You like that? Uh, yeah, I like that. That sounded more like a ghost. I like the little stool. Okay, just, where just, you put your feet on. No, no, I don't use that, but I just like like it. I okay. think it looks nice uh-huh, in the bathroom. Uh-huh. I like the candle. Have you got become a bit more relaxed now? About- Look, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I still don't think it's the nicest thing to talk about, but I, I don't dislike my time in the loo. That is a really I'm enjoying good thing. it more. Okay, well, listen, I have a little bit of a surprise for you because our friends at Who Gives a Crap have actually sent you a hamper this time. So you're not going to be stealing okay, anything from well, me. Okay, where's the hamper? The hamper is here for you. Are you ready for this? Oh, my I'm a lucky girl. Lord. I'm going to tell you exactly what's in it. So undo the little ribbon at the top. Okay. No, you're kidding me. Right. <laughs> in your hamper, you have my very own autobiography to read in the loo. Okay, there it is. Yeah, that's the autobiography. <gasps> You're going to like the soap. You have your own pink, fluffy toilet seat cover to keep your bum warm. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's in there. Fairy lights to set a bit of ambiance. Um, by the way, key a huge amount of who gives a crap loo roll. Okay, have it pick up that loo roll. Show that out. Loo roll. Oh, my God. The loo roll's cool. But are you not? You're missing this this guy. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. You have a Jamie Lang doll to keep you company while you're on the loo. That's quite disturbing and really weird. Sophie's own album of whale noises. There it is. Sophie's. Oh, my God. Beautiful so- smelling candles. You'll need those. <laughs> so if you have my autobiography. I'm I'm thrilled because you know what I've never read it before and it's a lovely book do you know what I think you should (laughs) squeeze the doll of me one more time next to the microphone so get in front of the microphone I cannot honey get it in front of the microphone here we go 
Stay calm in there, Sophie, and try and focus on having a relaxing time. Yeah, that is... That is the most creepy thing I've ever witnessed. Sophie's poo pal, it's me as a doll that has me talking to you while you're on the loo. I feel like this is a voodoo doll or something. This is terrifying. It's not a voodoo doll, it's incredible. Okay, that, I'm not sure I'll take the doll into the loo with me, but the book, I'm going to sit and read your paragraphs about me. Okay, I also have another gift for you. Okay, go on. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Oh, no. I'm handing it over to you. Here we go. There you go. Thank you. Don't worry, honey. Oh my goodness. Look at this. It's your very own loo seat (laughs) with me on it. You look lovely in that. Have you like edited your face? Just quickly with that, just ask me where I got that loo seat from. Where did you get this loo seat from? I honestly went to a, a public toilet and got it and ripped it off. No, you didn't. I'm joking. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't do that. Uh, you like it? Do you like I all like the presents? I like it a lot. The presents are amazing. So if there is also a little note for you in there from oh, the God. guys at Who Gives a Crap, have a read of that. Dear Sophie, we trust that the gifts you recently sent to the studio have brought a touch of charm to the Habu Lang bathroom. If so, you'll be delighted to discover even more toilet-themed goodies enclosed in this package, specifically chosen for your enjoyment, so you can have a lovely time in the loo. Much love, your friends at Who Gives a Crap. How wonderful is that? Just wonderful. That is, it's like Christmas Day for the loo. That is unbelievable. And thank you so much to Who Gives a Crap for all of these lovely little thank gifts. You guys. These hampers. I have treasured mine. Sophie's stolen them, but now you've got your own. I've got my own and I've got this and I'm never going anywhere without it. Who Gives a Crap are also taking the fight to the toilet poverty. So over approximately 2 billion individuals worldwide lack access to toilets. This is why Who Gives a Crap donates 50%, so 50% of their profits to support water, sanitation and hygiene initiatives across the world. Their contribution aims to ensure that everyone can access clean water and toilets in our lifetime. That's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. That is honestly amazing. So guys, and the toilet paper, as I've said before, is the packaging so trendy. It's so cool. It's real hip. And if you want to see what it looks like, all you got to do is go to our TikTok and you can have a check out of all of it because it looks incredible. Now, please visit whogiversacrap.org to find out more about their products and mission and to buy your very own box and get 20% off. All you need to do is order by using our code newlyweds. That's newlyweds at whogiversacrap.org. That gives you 20% off at whogiversacrap.org. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Okay, I have another one. Um, It's it's one of our love stories. (gasps) Yay. Which 
by the way, we absolutely love love. And the messages that you send in about love are incredible. And we're going to keep doing them. Are you ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. As a teen, you are told, don't get pregnant nonstop. So when I turned into an adult and a happy marriage, I assumed I would naturally fall pregnant when I came off the contraceptive pill. My husband and I have tried for a baby for six years now with no success. We had an early miscarriage in 2019, and that broke both of our hearts more than we could describe. Unfortunately, this is something a lot of women go through. We went to our doctors, to the hospital. I took countless medications and vitamins, but nothing seemed to help us get our dream of having a family. We have a beautiful home, which we want full of laughter and pitter-patter of little feet. And we are very fortunate in a position where I can be a stay-at-home mum. After a few years of floating the idea around, this summer, we applied to become adoptive parents. It's been a long and intense process, and we are around six months into it. We are hoping to be approved in the first half of next year and hope to give a child a life they deserve with loving parents and a safe home. So lovely. I'm not a religious person, but I feel this is the path we were always meant to go down, to be able to make a positive impact on a little life. And in return, they would fill the missing hole in our hearts. I'll be sure to write in again next year if we are successful in our journey. I love those people so Isn't that much. amazing? I think it's amazing i have the utmost respect for, it's amazing like i think that is so cool and so epic it's amazing i think it's uh, an incredible thing to adopt kids i think it's Same. unbelievable i think it's unbelievable yeah it's amazing little, you're gonna just that is amazing little family. by the way on on the idea and the talk of fertility and things like that we actually have a slightly nerve-wracking slightly scary update uh after listeners' messages. So you have to stick around to listen to that. It's going to be a bit wild. You're a, a bit nervous. I'm a bit nervous. Okay. We have another love okay, story. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready for it. I love these love stories. They're amazing. I know. I would love to tell you guys a little story about me and my partner, Jacob. We met at a school when we were 15. We were sat together in a media class at the start of term. And I would think, I bet he'll end up with someone so beautiful in the future but never in my wildest dreams did I think that could be me. We started dating and have grown up together through our GCSEs, learning to drive, our A-levels, first job, and we've recently built a cabin in his parents' garden to live in until we can save for a mortgage. Throughout the last few years, Jacob really made a connection with my dad. I was so worried for a boyfriend to meet my dad, but they got on so well. Oh... Sadly, in December 2022, my dad was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. That's so sad. My dad was everything and I had to dedicate 2023 to looking after my dad. If I ever felt guilty for not seeing much of Jacob, he would always say to me, Charlie, you don't know how long you have with your dad, whereas you have me for a lifetime. Therefore, your dad comes first. Oh, my God. (laughs) Growing up, I have always expressed how old-fashioned my dad was and how much it would mean to me for Jacob to ask my dad for his blessing, but time was running out. Jacob visited my dad with me more frequently near the end, and I would always ask if he managed to do it, and Jacob would say he was too nervous. I can't cope with these stories. You're getting emotional. On September the 16th, me and Jacob visited my dad, and my dad got an energy surge, suddenly wanting a Chinese, although he was pretty much nil by mouth at this point. So we had a takeaway, watched a film together and went to the shop. When I came back, Jacob was grinning ear to ear. 
he had managed to pluck out the courage to get my dad's blessing. He kept saying he was going to wait till the following weekend, but felt the urge to do it there and then, and now we know why. My wonderful dad passed away the following Sunday, 25th of September, 2023. I'm so great. Why? I can't go with these stories. I'm so grateful Jacob made the conscious effort to ask my dad for his blessing to marry me. We've been together 11 years this year. I'm still waiting for a proposal, but none of that matters. I'm beyond grateful he pushed out of his comfort zone and did something money can't buy, a beautiful blessing. That makes you emotional. That makes me That's so nice. Isn't it amazing? So nice. And it's just incredible that that everyone keeps sharing these love stories with us. Yeah, it really is. I absolutely love them and they're so special. They are so special. I'm so, that is so sweet. Oh my God. And she saw him in her media class and thought, I know exactly what she thinks. You know, when you really fancy a boy and you're like, God, they're going to. They're going to what? They're going to be with someone beautiful. And then it was her. (laughs) Oh my God. Hey, listen, I do want to say please keep writing us all these incredible stories if they're about love please label them love if they're about anything else just write them in we want to hear amazing love stories silly stories i like the poo stories the poo stories now and again are okay they're uh, great all jamie of them, lives for them so you're allowed they're all incredible so thank you so much for sharing them remember all you got to do is slide into our dms at newlyweds podcast or you can send us an email newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk and it's all in the description below okay that's the end of listeners messages Okay, right. We have uh, something a little bit nervous right now that's going to be happening. Something a little bit nervous Honey, that's happening. That makes sense. Well, it's um, back to our fertility story. And we promised the listeners, people who are watching this, listening around the world, that I would go and have a fertility check. We went into the fertility check. Now we have the results. We do. I'm um, nervous. So we have a Nicole from London Sperm Bank coming onto the podcast to take us through all of my results. I have not seen them. I have not opened them. I have no idea what they say, nor do you. No. So we're going to find out exactly what my sperm are looking out, looking like on the show today. We can I'm find s- out. If, imagine I'm we scared. find out if mine are really not good. Don't say that. I, look, I'm just being honest. Look, if it is, this is this is scared. what we do. But this is the whole point we're doing this, right, is because I think we try to be authentic and real. And this is what a lot of couples go through a lot of the time. So, so we're going to do it together. So hold yeah. my hand. I'm going to hold your hand, honeybee. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. Okay. I'm nervous. Okay. Please, welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Nicole, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a little bit nervous. You don't have to be. Okay. <laughs> D- honey, it's going to be great. But I'm nervous because now I feel out of my depth. What? I feel like I need to get my stuff checked. Have you, why have you got the rug on your... I'm cold as anything. Okay, let's, let's okay, go straight in. Nicole, can you explain to the listeners who you are and what you do? So currently I am the laboratory and operations manager at London Sperm Bank. Um, we do donor recruitment. Uh, we also do semen analysis for patients. So basically we try to get donors available for patients to use that obviously can't have children themselves. Wow. I am an embryologist uh, by heart. I used to work in an IVF center. So it's kind of like studying the reproductive science behind men and women. And if should there be any issues in terms of conceiving, um, then I kind of like help to investigate and assist in the laboratory to create embryos. That is amazing. Okay, because we've been down this road last year, 2023. We're in 2024 now. Crazy. We um, spoke about fertility. Sophie's incredibly broody. 
Well, you know, like, like I don't know. Obviously, I want a family at some point. <laughs> no, I know, I know you do, but you are you, you, you. Sophie is no, but I just feel like you shouldn't be saying these things. I don't want to jinx anything, but yes, that would be something that I'm very, very excited for in the future or whenever it happens. Yeah, but you, but you, I feel like you, you'll be such a great mummy. And you do. I'm sorry to be cheesy about it, but you you would be. You love kids more than anything in the entire world. I do world. like babies, but and I like children. But yeah, anyway. Okay, she gets nervous about talking about these things. Okay, well, you went and explain what happened. Anyway, I decided to go to a sperm bank, and um, is it called a sper- a fertility clinic? Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> and as we promised in 2023, that I would go and reveal my results. Now I haven't checked the results. Of this yet? Ooh! Oh God! Why would you say that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I want to make you stressed for no reason. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not stressed. I'm <laughs> totally relaxed over here. But I went to the fertility clinic. I got my results, and you have my results in front of you. Yes, I do. So, moments of truth. Can I? Can I just quickly say something? Yes. Okay. <laughs> when I went to the fertility clinic, I think I had drunk alcohol the day before. Okay. Okay, and I was tired. Perfect. Well, you're taking it seriously then. I am taking it seriously. I really am taking But just, just if that's in the results. Okay. It doesn't completely work like that. So, oh. the, no, but to get a little bit scientific on you. So, spermatogenesis, which is the process by which sperm actually is made in the body, it takes two to three months. So, kind of the sample you see today would be representative about potentially a while back. So, sometimes if like over Christmas when people are a bit more social and they use, you know, like or they take alcohol, things like that, then that will show a bit later. So, it's not necessarily representative of the day before. So, this is... Th- Three months ago, so it comes from? Potentially, yes. So it, it reflects that the sperm cycle is, let's say, two to three months. Yes. So if you're nervous for this. Yeah. I'm nervous. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're really quite nervous. I'm, yeah, I'm quite nervous, but I'm not because I feel like, I feel like it's good news, but a little bit nervous. You also, there's some highlight to words and that's what's making me nervous. Okay. I'm just, my brain is just going, I need to get mine done. Okay, so you have my results in front of you. Yes, I do. You're going to explain them to us and to the world, which is a little bit revealing, but that's okay. Okay, I go take it away. <laughs> okay, so Mr. Lang. Yeah. Um, no, so there are three main things that we look at. We look at the concentration, which yeah. is the number of sperm we see in the sample. Mm-hmm. Then we have the motility which is the number of sp- sperm swimming and moving. And then we have the morphology. Now, there are a lot of other things on the report, but usually those are like your three main things that get looked at. So for you, in terms of your uh, concentration, so you want to see more than 16 million sperm per mole of semen in your sample. Now, here you did excellently. You had 90. So that means... I had 90 sperm. 90 million sperm per mole of semen. So your concentration is really good. Just, just hang on. So 90, 90 million sperm... Per mole of semen. Per mole of semen. So how sp- much m- semen do you have? I have a lot of semen. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I do. I'm just putting it out there. I have a lot of semen. I, I don't lot. understand why you I have a just lot. say that. But, you know, interestingly, there's like this myth about that particularly, <laughs> that the higher your volume is of semen the more fertile you are, which is not actually true. So because your semen is like a mixture of sperm and like the 
production of your glands. Ew. So not necessarily like just a bunch of sperm. You glandy, glandy boy. I'm not that glandy, are you kidding me? You're full of glands. I'm not full of glands. Your volume was 2.8. So the, they see 1.4 like in anything above that to be regarded as normal for three okay. to seven days of sexual abstinence. And yours was 2.8. So that's within the normal range. Oh, really? I have a question. Have you ever heard about men smelling of mushrooms to do with sperm and testosterone and all of these things? I have not, no. Because I Googled it because Jamie often smells of mushrooms and it said it's like lots of testosterone. That's really interesting. No, I did not actually know that, but... I, I stink of mushrooms a lot, apparently. Well, clearly, because it shows here that you're quite... <laughs> your sperm quite quite high, so... Does that mean I have a lot of testosterone? Again, not necessarily. Oh, damn it. I just, if I was a bull in a field... <laughs> Okay, and if if there were a lot of cows and, and there were like a lot of there were bulls, would I be quite a dominant bull? No, but hang on, okay. no, no, no. Let's let's pull it back for a moment. I said not only concentration, so there's two other ones that also play a role. Okay, so let's get back to that because the other one is then motility. So that is, are they actually swimming and moving progressively? So. If they're just oh. lying there twitching, then my, they're not going to get to the egg, you know? Mine are all dead. No, they're not all dead. <laughs> oh, no. Why do you expect the worst? Uh, yeah, <laughs> She puts it in my mind. She <laughs> puts it in my mind. Okay, sorry. Go. Okay, so um, in terms of motility, um, progressively motile, you want to see more than 30% of the sample swimming and moving. Yours was 57%. <laughs> Breathe. Oh, my God. <laughs> the other thing then was... Why has your voice changed? Why? Why your voice changed? That's it's going to be negative, isn't it? It's, it is. Uh, suboptimal. I don't like to wor- use the word negative. Oh suboptimal. God. So this is now a. Uh, is Here he we go. is he good looking? Uh-huh. So according to the WHO, and this is what all this is compared to. It's the WHO criteria of 2021 to kind of compare: is someone normal or suboptimal? Yeah. You want to see more than four percent of the sample having normal shapes and forms. Here is where yours were a little bit low. So you had 2%, right? So this is below, but don't stress so out. So mine are all freak. weird shapes. They're, no, they're just not the perfect shape. So now this is quite strict. The criteria for this is very strict. So remember, they're saying 4% of the sample has to have normal shapes for you to have been classified as normal, right? So... You can think of this again is a few million we're talking about. 4% is not very high, is it? Mm. But 2%, it's below that, but there are normal forms. And because you have quite a high concentration, there are millions of normal forms. So that's, again, why it's not the worst thing, I would say. It just makes that you are below the threshold of being classified as normal. So it's considered suboptimal. Does that how, make sense? That may, how, do you, how does one change that? Interestingly enough, um, you don't see high morphologies like above 8% like regularly it's something that is relatively just like you expect the majority of the sperm to be abnormal because they're not all made to fertilize eggs right Mm -hmm. so things like lifestyle can play a role here so smoking drinking um certain if you had an infection uh, certain viral or bacteria they can all play a role in actually in your sperm morphology but it can also be just genetically, you do not have the best shape of sperm. But in a case like this, what we do the majority of the time is if someone is quite borderline, so a little bit just below what we classify as normal, we would say to them, like, you know, come back in three months. Mm. It's not, this is one sample. It might differ from the next. Usually it doesn't significantly change, but we as andrologists or or scientists, we never recommend someone just 
does one sample, unless everything is 100% normal, then you won't need someone to repeat. So you, so, and then to counter that, you need to change lifestyle. You need to, so that would be removing any drinking or smoking or um, I saw one, apparently you, you can't wear tight underwear and things like that. It's Don't con- sit on radiators. Uh, it's controversial because there are studies that contradict it, but taste your tasties don't like heat like that is above like that's also why they're a bit removed from your body because your body is like 37 degrees right so they don't want to be that warm it's too warm right so they need to be a little bit below it sounds ridiculous i always think it's wild that they're like hanging out i don't need to tell you this because when I, i have baths a lot when oh. I get out of the bath, my testes look like udders. They are so <laughs> low. I've never seen. It's true. They are honestly so low. And when I stand up, they can almost hit the water. Oh, God. What <laughs> are you doing? That is not to do with that. Yes, it is. Because they're trying to get away from the heat. No, you idiot. Yes. They're, you're this, they're going lower into the heat. That no, is, you're just admitting the to the public no. that you have saggy balls. No, Sophie, because I don't have saggy balls. Basically, your, your <laughs> balls go further away from your body to, so they're not as hot. That's yes. the whole point. So, so that if you're on a run, they're going to sag low because your body temperature's hot. That's not no, how No, not like that. No, but if you're in a hot bath, they're going to think that your body is overheating, so they need to remove away from the body, and that's when no. they become... I don't actually know that, okay, but well. just from a biological perspective, that is why they are like almost away a little bit. But yes, like warm baths and like hot tubbing, there has been, I know that that's a big thing. People are like, is that really true? It is. So like hot tubbing can be, it can compromise the quality of your sample, things like that. Get out that. of the bath. I'm never bath in a hot tub. I'm never You're in a hot tub. You're in a bath tub. every night. Okay, so stop bathing. Well, or just make the temperature lower. No, he sits in it and he's so red. Like his body's like purple. That's how hot it is. Yeah, that might not be great. Maybe reduce that a little no bit. No one's told me this. Why what? don't we get told this? I think this is another thing is I think female fertility is much more of a hot topic compared to men. Because if you ask any female, like what is a woman's doctor called? They will say, oh, it's a gynecologist. But if you ask a man... They have no clue. Like, no. where do I, where am I supposed to go? The GP. But there are actually like you get andrologists, you get urologists. There are people that actually cater or doctors that cater for men. They're just not as widely known. And also, remember, men are a bit more, I think, conscious of things like this because then it's like questioning their masculinity, which is not the case. So I think women are just more open to to talking about this compared to men in terms of like investigating if something might be wrong. Can you also just say how important it is for people to go and get checked if they are thinking at some point in their lives they want to potentially have children? I think it's really important because, especially for men, it's easier to get a sperm test done than it is for women. There's a multiple array of tests involved for women. Um, and I think sometimes if it is something that you can change or something that you can, in your lifestyle, make a different you know, decision, rather find out sooner than later. You don't want to wait mm-hmm. too long, especially if you're quite keen to have a family or more than one child. Mm. It would be best to to find out and know what you're dealing with because then I think your prognosis in terms of like getting the appropriate treatment is is easier. Okay. Can you Nicole, can you explain if someone is below average? Yes. What can people do to help it, to change it, to make it better, to improve? Uh is there anything that anyone can do over a course of a week, a month, a year that could help the situation a bit more? 
I think it, it really depends what the problem is. So which one of the parameters and also like, for example, if you work in a factory and you're getting exposed to quite harmful in, um, substances like uh, toxins, um, like asbestos and things like that, then that could have an effect on the quality of your sperm. But little things like one thing that's really bad, and I think this is where I kind of always try to create awareness is anabolic steroids because that is detrimental to sperm quality and a lot of people use this because they're bulking up in the gym mm. you know like oh it's so great i'm looking fantastic but it actually i've seen patients in the past where we would have a couple come through to the clinic and they would the man would have a test not thinking anything would be wrong in front of his wife i would ask the question have you ever used anabolic steroids they immediately usually say no when i have them alone they say yes and then I say to them, you know, that it can have irreversible effects depending on how long you've taken it wow. and to what extent. Wow. So other things, I think generally being healthy does help. But remember, there are also things out of your control, things like your genetics or mm. if you have a genetic disorder, things like that can influence. It's not, it's not necessarily your fault. Mm -hmm. So I think people are a bit harder on themselves, but they also get tested. Know, know what it is. If you've been struggling, don't wait. I've never taken steroids. I know I look fantastic, <laughs> but I've I've never taken steroids. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay, Nicole, I want to say a huge thank you for for coming on the podcast for talking us through the results. That is so kind of you. Anything, any work that you're doing at the moment that you want to sing or shout about, or anything at all that you want to tell the listeners to do. I think if if you're struggling or if you have doubt, just get a taste. It's one mm. thing to worry about. Also, and if you have good results, be a donor because there are lots of people, men, that perhaps cannot actually have their own families. And there, we always try to say to people, like, let's say you'd struggle and let's say this result looked very different. Mm. Where would you turn to? What would you do? Would you go for adoption or would you try for donor sperm? So we try to always encourage people to think about that and potentially donate if they can and if it's something that they feel comfortable to do. I love that. That's so lovely. That's thank wonderful. You so, thank so you much. so it's much. It's a pleasure. Thank you for, for having on. me. No, <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm happy for you. You're happy for me. I'm happy we did that. I think it's such a great thing. I, I think that was a really good result. It's it's incredible. And I think it's unbelievable. I really do think it's so essential for people to do. And also what we're going to do is we're going to leave the link in the description below where you can go to the fertility clinic that we use. There's lots of information on it, all those different things, because I just th really think it's important that like our love story, right, where it said, okay, you're told never to get pregnant or never have babies, use protection, and suddenly let's get pregnant. And there's no in between. So I think it's a good thing to start if you ever want to think about having kids maybe it's a good point to just go and have a check because mm -hmm. you can always do lots of things to maybe help it or whatever or, or understand it a little bit more i agree i think it's really important or also 290 million sperm no, it's 252 252 million sperm baby just call me spamnator <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, guys, very exciting, as I said. Sophie and I are going on a cruise. We're going on a cruise. We're going on a cruise. So the next couple episodes are us on the cruise together. Loads of things are going to be happening. It's going to be hilarious in lots of different ways. We're really excited about it. Um, it's our honeymoon 2.0. Honeymoon 2.0, baby. So next episode, we're going to be in uh, Barbados, I think it is, or Antigua, or somewhere in the sun. St. Martin. St. Martin. 
Same, yeah. same Martin. We're going to be snorkeling. We're going to be going to the casino. No, we're not yeah, going we to are. the casino. I'm going to be on that blackjack table like you've never seen anything. No, you're definitely not. Yeah, it's spin. Put all of our money on red. You know, we have to bring, bring, bring. We have to bring black tie. Yeah, great. Can't wait. Tune in next episode, guys, because we're going to be on a cruise. Okay. Remember, write in all of your messages, as always. I'm sorry, I'm going to repeat it at Newlyweds Podcast on Instagram or Newlyweds at jampopproductions.co.uk. If you're getting married. Good luck. If you're getting divorced. Okay. If you're single. <laughs> I don't even get to say any words. And if you're having a fun old time dating. Good luck to everybody. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com